Welcome to Meanwhile in the Multiverse, a podcast exploring the news of parallel worlds and its crazy repercussions with your hosts Aaron and Keith. Today we visit Earth QE 827 where the top story involves expensive sneakers and their effect on generational wealth. Without further ado, let's join your hosts. What's up, party people? I'm your host, Aaron, and, uh, well, co-host Aaron, also sitting here with Mr. Denny. Keep Denny, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How you doing? Pretty good. I'm excited. First one for Meanwhile in the Multiverse. Uh, the topics yeah. we had today, we got uh, three that we're going to be going through. First one is about a Japanese wife and what she did with her husband's video games while he was out at work. Second one, um, by Keith's request, will be midget tossing. Yep. And lastly, for you, we'll be talking about the movement that's sweeping the nation right now, hashtag under 50. And, uh, you know, for all the sneakerheads out there, I'm sure y'all have stuff to say about that. So, uh, like I said, first, we're going to be talking about the, uh, man, this is a really messed up story, but uh, a salary man went out to work one day. He had thousands of Super Nintendo games. He came back, and all the just was gone. Because his wife decided, you don't need them anymore. She went out. Sold them all, about a, bought a whole bunch of shoes and purses, and, uh, you know, she's looking good right now. But <laughs> right now, people all over the Internet saying that this guy should be divorcing his wife and, you know, giving all their advice for how they would handle it. But uh, I, I don't even know what I would do, man, if I came home and all my games were gone. Like, this shit is ridiculous. Hell no, nah, throw the whole wife away, I tell you. A thousand-something games, though? And she went and bought it on her own damn self. Ain't that something? Well, now, to be clear, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, that's what they say. Now, the original article actually is in Portuguese. So, uh, I don't know Portuguese. I don't know if you do, all of a sudden. Portuguese? Now, what the... I thought she was Japanese. She is Japanese. It's a Portuguese article. Now, we ain't gonna go too deep into baseball on this, but, you know, there's a lot of crossover... Uh, between Brazilian and Japanese cultures, uh, particularly, uh, there are a lot of people, oh my god, what are they called? Anyway, there's a lot of cross, um, or interracial dating between people of Japanese and uh, Brazilian backgrounds, but a lot of them know each other's language as well, but somehow, uh, yeah, people in Brazil got a hold of it, they write the story, I don't think the Japanese are, because it's a little shameful, but, <laughs> whatever. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. Oh, okay. So she she must was married. The the husband must was Brazilian or something. Maybe, maybe not. They just they're interested in one another. That's, I mean, that's, I, I say that to say that because if he was Japanese, that wouldn't be happening. You know, he wouldn't well, be having none of that shit. You know what I mean? I, man, you know, I guess it is interesting though. Because all right, if you had over a thousand games and you a salary man, because you know they actually and this is the thing. You work an average of, I guess, like 60-something hours in Japan. So their normal work day is, is nothing like ours. They come home, and they take their ass to sleep, and they go right back to work. Actually, let me see. Japanese average salary man hours. Let's see what we get on Google here. Uh, ooh. Oh, Lord. I'm, I said 60. They said 80. <laughs> they have 80-hour work weeks, and that's very normal there. So... Um, he ain't got time to play them games no more. No way. Yeah, what? 
But with the time he do have, he want to play his damn video games. All I'm saying is if he was Japanese, your Messi wouldn't be having that shit. i tell you that right now. Now, I don't know about any Brazilian guys or anything like that. I'm sure they'd be pretty pissed off too. But I'm sure if he was Japanese, it wouldn't. It didn't, it didn't turn out good on her side, I know. No, probably not. But I don't think he's going to spear a gunner in the face. Now, if this were Russia, and I don't know if you heard about this, now, they uh, passed a law where they're going to decriminalize uh, domestic violence. So you can come up in there and do whatever you want to over there. I tell you, ain't no <laughs> Russian wives selling their husband games. Man, <laughs> Shit. Man, get their work. Shit, it's ridiculous. You talking about getting, <laughs> getting kicked down there all? Hey, <laughs> man! Oh, that's that's terrible. Man, who decided upon that? It was like, uh, well, actually, you know, uh, man, again, <laughs> funny. Uh, a woman actually introduced the legislation in Russia. We about to go on a huge tangent, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking honestly. I don't know what I would do. I mean, would you have any sort of retaliation if if Ladon did something like that? Uh, you know what? I, I was I was about to answer it was she'll probably never do nothing like that. But I don't know. I we we just can't be together no more. That's a thousand something Nintendo games. Now, did you see the video of the guy on World Star Hip Hop where his girl deleted his two K saves? Yeah, and he was super pissed off. Talking about she need to spend more time with him. <laughs> yeah. He said, I don't know how you gonna get this um <laughs> what he said, get my get my two K stuff back, but you better figure it out, bitch. He was <laughs> yeah, but, oh, that's, that's stupid. All right, so let's, let's uh, what you got on the docket? What we, oh, yeah, midget tossing. Tell us about that. What, what's going on there? Well, I like to call it dwarf tossing more so, you know, because um, these people are a little bit smaller than midgets, I guess. So apparently, at one point in time, there was a, there was a law that, um, there's, well, there's a law that, that pretty much uh, made dwarf tossing illegal. And for those of you that's not sure of what dwarf tossing is, it's like a an American pastime, apparently, um, usually celebrated amongst people in bars and stuff, where they just get little people and throw them and see who can throw them the furthest or whatever, you know. And sometimes they throw them on like a sticky target or something like that. So apparently in Florida it was banned. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Like for, for my clarification in the audiences. What kind of sticky substance? One, what sticky substance are they putting on I, themselves? I think sticky is the wrong word to use. I mean, more like a a Velcro-ish type of target. And so what, they'll put on a suit. something that'll catch them on a wall or something? Exactly. So they'll put on a suit that can stick with the Velcro. So when you throw their little ass, they just stick to it. And so like it'd be like a target. And you try to see how close you can get them to the target. This is some crazy shit. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you as you were going through the story. I was just trying to get the visual here. Okay. So, anyway, there's a um, a state representative. His name is um, Rich Mackman. Um, and so he's he's a Republican. and um, <laughs> But anyway, he's saying that, um, that, that taking away dwarf tossing is depending on the American people's freedom to throw little people, I guess. But he, but the reason why he said, you know, um, he said that it's gainful employment for doors and so on and so forth. 
And then you also got a few dwarfs that's trying to take this to the um, Senate or whatever to try to get back into legalizing um, dwarf tossing. Hmm. All right, now correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, oh my, what's what's the uh, dude name off of Game of Thrones? Come on, uh, the, the, uh, I'm talking about shit. Tyrion Lannister. Yes, but what what's his his um, real name? His government name? Shit, I don't know his slave name. I, <laughs> I just I just know him as Tywin Lannister. Let's well, let's see what Google thinks about Tywin Lannister. Well, he's running for governor right now, and um, you know he he says he wants to see more dwarf tossing, which I don't know nothing about this topic. This is all news to me. I'm so very he's, he's Tyrion Lannister, and he's running for governor. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, people calling him Tyrion they ain't even going. But that's the thing. That's why I don't know his real name. Like, you know, people's just like, oh, what? It's Peter Dinklage. That's right. Dink- oh my god! You know, hey, man, no hey. offense, but he got a little person name though. He <laughs> like like Dinklage. I wonder is his whole family are all like are they no no let me because I I was thinking about a hobbit for example like that's a hobbit name Dinklage. but is okay so man not to get too far away from our uh, topic but when you're a dwarf like is is man because I you know look what you gonna say offend people whatever when you when you are a dwarf does that go through family stuff? Like, okay, so is that like part of like a gene and then it goes to the whole gene pool and everybody's a dwarf? Or? I guess if you married another dwarf. Uh, I can't. See, Maybe I, if I you had children up. with another dwarf then, like the like the little couple, like you ever see the show with the little couple? But those are not their children. They adopted some little children. They so is this TLC? Yeah, they adopted little people children, so that don't count. But I don't know. I think I think only if you had a child, you know, with another little person, would that mm. you know suffice or whatever. That is kind of confusing. Hey, I vote for him. I vote for him for president. Honestly, though, he get my if he anything. But you know, you can't base off how a character that they play on the fictional. Uh, I mean, we're doing it now. Hmm. So if he anything like Tyrion Lannister, he gets my vote, I tell you. Mm, well, Tyrion would do a better job than this ass hat uh, <laughs> going on now. So real quick, last, we got um, the under 50 movement, hashtag under 50. So um, everything started out with uh, my man Tyree out of, what is this place called? Sunny Valley. <laughs> Um, California, and he was <laughs> going up to a champ store. Uh, he couldn't afford the shoes, and he was basically trying the shoes every other day and just couldn't afford them. And so the people working there decided, hey, you know what? Out of the goodness of our hearts, let's scrape our money together, get him some shoes, some other apparel in the store. They, so they used a discount to, you know, do some good for the man. Now, people saw this, and they said, all right, well, yeah, that's great that you did that for him, but we talking about some Jordan sneakers, it costs, you know, hundred and however many dollars, close to two hundred, and that could have been used somewhere else. So their point is from now on, the people of this movement, and uh, again called the hashtag under fifty, uh, they're no longer going to buy shoes. So the movement says that its primary goal is to make generational wealth one of the number one priorities for the African American community, uh, and. 
you know, typically, you know, people say, that, ah, you know, they ain't really going to do that. But so far, you know, we're months into it, three months into it, and people are really sticking to it so far. And, you know, I, I've been really impressed with it. I mean, right now, it seems like the primary interest is to uh, not really worry about the things like discriminatory lending and things like that. Spend within the black community and use uh, that that income that is saved up to improve things uh, in ways that we haven't seen in quite a long time. So be able to uh, work on the things that have been plaguing the community and do it without a lot of external intervention. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's an, a laudable goal, but I don't know. What have you thought of it, just seeing it kind of take place? Um, see, I thought about it myself, and I just really think that it's one of those things, I guess, at the end of the day, it's easier said than done. Like, um, I think that we, we have a lot of things that we got to work on as a people, as African-American people, and we so used to those material things. Like, it has to be, you have to have the right people step in and educate people on how to, um, like you said, spend their money wisely and um, be able to invest it in other things to build into the community and stuff. Sort of like um, certain other cultures and ethnicities do, like um, Jewish people and and certain Asians, Japanese, and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, so far people have stuck to it. I mean, the stock price for Nike, Adidas, uh, Under Armour. I mean, it was just a plummeting. Because they just the profit margin isn't there anymore. Like people are looking at it like, okay, your Jordans cost what's your manufacturing cost? It's fifteen bucks, thirty bucks, and then you gotta distribute it to retailers and brick and mortar stores, or maybe you just send it to me directly if I buy it online. But you're making hand over fist like hundreds of percent on my purchase just because of your brand markup. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So people are so offended now, and 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 this is the the part that's so crucial that they're now that they have the knowledge the economic knowledge to say okay i'm going to compare your your manufacturing costs your distribution costs to what what it actually uh cost me out of pocket oh actually that makes no sense at all Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do that (laughs) you know so it's it's actually on to affect you know more than just sports apparel it's affecting brands like true religion three hundred some dollar jeans people ain't doing that no more you know, they're like, oh, it's like that. No, 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 bro. You ain't getting me. So yeah. at, the, at the very least, it, it's encouraging to see people have that sort of awareness to be uh, just on with that knowledge that we hadn't had before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. But at, the, but at the same time, does that mean just do away with the brands altogether? You know, because you still got people who, you know, who like, who love Jordans and they, you know, they uh, like to collect them, and you know, so, some people still still gonna want to get the true religion or or be the flies, you know, on the block. So should well, that, it, should we just do away with the whole concept of that all together? And what would that entail for those um, particular businesses? Well, okay. Well, to your point, Michael Jordan actually came out with a statement, and he was saying he has no he has no problem with you know people wanting to uh, follow this movement, but. You know, he, he wants to provide the best quality shoe for aficionados who appreciate the top quality, the top quality that the Jordan brand is known for. Mm. And, you know, th- that's, you know, something that I can respect makes sense. If people want to pay 
the uh, premium price for that, that's fine. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. it. You know, if you got it, you know what I mean? But yeah, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but when you don't, you know, I think people have at least gotten to the point where they're saying, all right, well, I can get a good shoe, something that feels good on my feet and actually still looks nice with whatever my outfit is without having to spend hundreds of dollars on a particular pair. I mean, like, I don't know about you, I don't even spend that kind of money on work shoes. Like, I'm not spending 200 or something dollars on work shoes. I spent, actually, my, my very nice wedding shoes, uh, I spent 150 dollars for wedding shoes. Very, very nice shoes. I still rock them just to work. Yeah. But, I'll be damned if I spend 150 dollars on some sneakers right now. I mean, Man, yeah, when yeah. you're younger, that was the thing. Shit, I bought some um, some some black shoes for work the other day for eight dollars, and they look like Vans, you know. Oh, uh, uh, where yeah. you getting them from? It was, it was at Walmart. You know the shoes that that the shoes so cheap they don't even come in a box. No, so basically, if you want a really nice shoe uh-huh. and you don't want to spend a crazy amount of money, uh, look up some Chinese suppliers. They'll give you. Really good deal. You can spend like twenty bucks for a show that, uh, shoe that looks like Giorgio Bertini or something like that. No, sure. And yeah, and um, you know, spend twenty bucks. Now you won't get your shoes for a month, but <laughs> you, it'd be worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, globalization is really affecting a whole bunch of stuff. But I mean, in general, like we were talking about, um, is it's just important for people to uh, really kind of get a feel for you know as individuals what's important but also i think that this movement is trying to bring an awareness to uh, american consumerism what is and isn't important to you what do we value what don't we value and why do we value it because if we're going to spend that kind of money on something it needs to be a, a, a really legitimate reason hmm. i feel you i feel you but um... at the same time what, what will it lead to i don't know I don't know. We're not sure. I mean, we know what the lot of goals are, right? Yeah. You know, all you can do is, is give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, wrong one building a day, I tell you. <laughs> so, well, so maybe it, it got torn down the views. <laughs> well, but it is, I guess the thing is too, I mean, capitalism you know, part of it is you want people to be able to do what they want with their money, so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if you're talking about the steady upliftment of people, I mean, I think in general, and this ain't even about just simply African-Americans, but people in general, we're in a time right now where, you know, there's just not going to be a lot of money laying around for everybody. You know, we got the whole 1% thing going on and, you know... Probably in general, people spending money on stuff they really don't have to spend it on, and so I, I do think there's a lot of positives that come from this. I don't know that uh, they'll be sustained, but you know, hopefully, going back and when we revisit this, we'll say that some good came from it, and and that you know companies feel like they don't have to just try to make the biggest profit margin every single time out of everything. I don't really think that's where we're going to go with this, but they're probably going to find another way to try. At first, you said they're going to try a way to do what now? 
just find find a way to make things more necessary. We need don't keep that part. Just keep talking for right now. Yeah, what yeah. were your thoughts on that? What um what the last thing that you just said because that got thrown out for a second. So uh, <laughs> the try try to they don't always have to make the highest pro, um, margin. Well, I mean, because the main thing is when you're talking about branding and marketing. I mean, a lot of it's about trying to convince people that they need the particular product that you're putting out there. But if people realize they don't need it, right? How do you then market to people? Hmm. There's a different attitude as it go into it. I see what you're saying. So, like, if you're, like, I remember Nike, like, they they put out stuff like, it's in the shoes or something like that, right? Yeah. Or, you know, you have some music artist who says, I'm, you know, I got my Air Force Ones or I'm drinking Mose, I'm doing whatever it is. That's adding brand equity, which makes everybody else want to have it. But at the same time, if the value is lost in that, what makes your brand valuable? Two people, and I even necessarily value, but like they'll buy it at a marked up price. But what makes people what what builds brand loyalty? What builds brand loyalty? Yeah. Hmm. I think at the end of the day, none of, none of the stuff is stuff that the, that the person actually would need to begin with when you're talking about the shoes. Because like what we're talking about buying cheaper shoes at Walmart and things like that. At the end of the day. That's something that um, you 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 need to have shoes on your feet, but you don't need to have the most expensive shoes or the most expensive clothes, you know. So it was never about a need to begin with. It's just what them feeding into what people feel like they want. And same thing with you say like a, a a rapper he walks around or even a basketball player they they're the they're pretty much the um, the marketing brand marketing for the brand itself. People see these people, they idolize these people, they want to be these people. So what one thing that they use to connect with this this athlete or this rapper is by wearing the same clothes that this person wears. Well I guess that's the thing. So like is is what's important the brand? Or the person representing the brand. The person and, representing the brand, because right. mm-hmm. for example, if if a month, I don't know, like anybody that represents a particular brand, when they step out the outside the house, they have to wear that, you know, nine times out of ten. Like, yeah, yeah, most if you, of it, if you it, a basketball like a player, yeah, if you a basketball player and you you um you signed a deal with Nike. You better believe when he step outside the door, he got to be wearing some type of Nike. He can't. Well, I, I want to give you a, a funny example. James Harden uh, signed a two hundred million dollar contract with Adidas, yep. and I'm talking about up until the last day of that contract, he was rocking Jordans the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> now they gave him some good shoes. He got some cold shoes though. No lie. Yeah, but. but <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, at the end of the day, somebody gonna pay you that much money just to wear that shit you gonna wear, you know? I of mean, course. But that's that's what's that's what's gonna always market the brand itself is the people who who are behind the brand, like you said. It so is. It, yeah, it, it's just interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, really, it's but this is an exciting time. I mean, I think that it's possible for us to come away with a new um, understanding of what these things mean to us, uh, what is valued, and and how we spend our money. Like, I can't tell you how many things, and not even necessarily for you know, brand purposes, but I just blow my money sometime, you know, and, and this is helping me just reflect a little bit better, particularly as I'm about to have a, a, a son or daughter coming to the world, uh, within the next couple of weeks or something like that, but, um, how, how do I, how do I spend my money? Like, where, where are there ways? What can I do to put myself in a better financial position? And beyond just like, oh, let me go get this job that gets me a higher salary. I mean, obviously that helps plenty. But if I'm not watching my money, it's the same thing. Like, I'm never, you know, like, I'll be like, oh, okay, I just got the money. I can just blow it, you know. And it don't work like that. Yeah, because what will wind up happening, no matter how how much your salary increases, you'll wind up putting yourself, like you said, back in the same situation based off your spending habits. Shit. No matter, cause this I know people who only were making twelve dollars an hour. They always had money in their pocket, but it's just because of their spending habits, you know, how they paid their bills, you know, what they what they choose not to spend it on, what they choose to spend their money on, and you know, they were still able to go on trips and things like that. So it's possible <laughs> to manage your money, but that there's a lot of education that goes into that though too. You know, people got to be educated on how they supposed to spend their money. Because it's one thing to tell a person not to spend their money here, but then what, what do they do with the money that they got, you know? Well, something that uh, I was told a long time ago, long, long time ago, is that people will make time for the things they care about. Similarly, when it comes to your money, you will find a way to get whatever it is that you really, 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 really desire. More often than not, when you're just talking about the responsibilities, you and not a child or something else like that, and then oftentimes even with that, you'll find a way. Yeah. So, oh, this is one of the things you gotta, you gotta, you know, kind of take this as an opportunity to wake all ourselves up, and you know, maybe it turns into nothing, but I just, I just, I'm fascinated, man. This, this movement. Um, is, you know, kind of taking over hashtag under 50 is going to be something at least that's a, a flashpoint that we'll look back on and say that, you know, we'll remember when this moment happened and if it turns to something big, great. And if not, it's totally cool. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if you got anything to add to that. Um, I'm kind of tapped out, but I, you know, I, I, I just think this is an important moment. I'm, I'm glad we were able to record this uh for our, our very first uh podcast and and you know just kind of give our thoughts yeah i i don't think i want to say about that i i used to have a, a friend he um he used to always say i was cheap with my money or whatnot and um he always he used to be like so it ain't you, you might as well spend it you know you can't take it with you i believe leave a lot a lot of our people had that particular mentality because how I look at it, yeah, of course you can't take the money with you, but at the same time, you can leave some wealth behind for your family if you uh, put your money in the right places and in the right investments. But that's all I had to say say about finance. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually remembering something as you said that too. Um, there was a, 
a guy that I spoke to, and I, I actually I was just at this part, and uh, I was watching him play basketball with his son. He stopped for a minute. At one point, he uh, goes over to the center park bench. He's watching his his uh, wife and, and, and his son play. He pulls out this wad of cash, and I, I was up in Memphis, so I think it was probably like the Southern Heritage Classic was going to come up or something. But you know, he's somebody, he, finna, he and his son going to go shopping after this and go pick up some, you know, some kind of outfit to match the the festivities. And I said, "Damn, it's a lot of money, man." He's like, "Yeah, you know, well, we're gonna blow this, we're gonna blow that." And I was like, "Well, what if, you know, I ain't trying to tell you to do with your money, but you know, what if you save it for this, save it for that, and invest it in this and that?" He's like, "Man, just like you said, you know." Tomorrow ain't promised. Like, what well, I'm gonna do that for? You know, like, like th- there was no prospect of the future where he needed to to consider it. And you know, I think one of the, the great things about this is it is at least having people thinking about their futures and being a little more conscientious of how they go about uh, their money, their resources, their time, and their futures, like. You know, like, it, it does matter what I'm involved with. You know, it, will I be around to take care of, of my prodigy? You know, and I, I think that's one of the biggest positives. Even if this doesn't lead to some great financial boom for African Americans and others, I think that the sanctity of life and valuing yourself is something that hopefully is uh, taken beyond or uh, one of the values that we take beyond just, you know, the financial uh, improvements that we can see for everybody. True, true. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's fun conversation. We, we, we're not going to be doing serious stuff every time, but um, I, I'm glad that we were able to do this and um, you know, kind of give it to the people for the first one. Yeah. And. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how we gonna do it. Uh, we we haven't made that determination. But you know, we are gonna bring it to y'all as often as we can, and uh, you know, uh, come with with some perspectives on the world and and all that goodness. So, um, <laughs> anything you want to add before we uh, sign out? No, nah, I guess we can go ahead and sign out. All right, definitely. All right. Well, again, uh, look forward to talking to y'all soon, and uh, you know, hear from us uh, very shortly. All right, peace. All right, see you.